Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. Introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. changing the world. Welcome to another incredible episode and you are in for a treat moms. As we are busy raising world changers and supporting one another to do so, I have two incredible moms who do so with such humor and um, lightheartedness that they help remind us that it's not about being perfect. It's about being ourselves. So before we jump into it, we like to start here with Proverbs, some African Proverbs, since I'm originally from Ghana. And I found two that were perfect for our show today. So one is, if I didn't laugh, sometimes I would have to cry. And then two, laughter does wonders for the heart. And I think laughing and enjoying ourselves is something that we can lose sight of sometimes as parents. And our guests today, Kat and Nat, help us keep uh, sight of this. So Catherine Belknap and Natalie Telfer have been friends since they were teens, but grew really close through motherhood when they chose to confide each other about the more taboo topics of parenting. It wasn't long after that when they decided to bring the conversation online in hopes of helping other moms to feel less isolated. Their rapidly exploding community of like-minded moms tune in every day to watch them rewrite the paradigm of the perfect mom, in quotes. When, you know, they felt that there was no space that was safe enough for moms to be themselves and no confident to turn to without losing like prized relationships or being judged, Kat and Nat decided to change this. With seven children between them, the duo has been through it all. And in their new book, Mom Secrets, they follow up on their national bestseller, Mom Truths, where they are inviting the legion of moms who love them to share their own darkest parenting secrets and use those to kick off their own conversations, going deeper. Topics like guilt, creating balance with career and motherhood, body image, being a single parent without friends, fantasizing about running away, and much, much more. I am so excited to have you both here. Welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you for having us. Honestly, it is no surprise you have a podcast. Your voice is so <laughs> soothing to listen we to. We just sat here and we're like, you calmed us <laughs> down to like a Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you all have you know, a podcast as well. And I was watching television and I saw your Tide commercial pop up, as I mentioned, <laughs> and I'm like jumping you know, and telling my kids, I'm going to talk to them. And so I've been so excited to have this conversation with you and to hear more about the community that you're building around being honest as moms. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing great. I had a little dental surgery this morning. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know what? It, She's on Tylenol 3. I'm on Tylenol, so <laughs> we're going to make this work. You're medicated. You're, med- you're well-drugged. Um, okay. 
Okay. You know, I, I think as moms, you, you you either are at that they're either not okay or you, you don't really think about yourself. But no. right now, all seven children are really good. So we're going to take this as a win. Yes. Dental surgery yes. aside. Yes. And, you know, right. even this morning, my, you know, my dentist asked me, she's like, how is everybody? And I said, ironically, Kat pointed out to me yesterday, yeah. like, everybody seems to be okay. Like, nobody's acting out in the house right now of my four kids. And I was like, Sometimes you, you forget to stop and think about when things are going well, you know, yeah. because it's so dramatic when somebody's not okay. And it's like she said, I've, you know, people say before, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. So yeah. seeing that all of our kids are actually doing all right in this moment, which, which could change literally when we pick them up from school, <laughs> uh, I feel we feel very happy because yeah. right now they're happy and healthy. Yes. Yes. And we as a, an, a global village have had to deal with so much and contend with so much. Yes. That's awesome. And taking a minute to like be great, grateful, right. That your kids yeah. and your families are doing well. is awesome. Quietly, quietly grateful. Cause yes. if you say yes. it too loud, it seems to change. So we're typically right. grateful that things are going well. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. That's they, right. That's they, right. They, I love it. I love find it. Find out. Like, they'll, go sideways. they'll go and stress you out. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So it was funny when I was, you know, looking at your information, my eight-year-old daughter happened to be next to me. And so she saw the, the cover of your book and, it, you know, it's real funny with a, a, I think a Barbie and coffee, yeah. like drowning. And so she's, she looks at it and she can read now. So she's like, mom secrets. <gasps> mom, I saw you have secrets. Oh my gosh, mommies, mommies have secrets. I saw mom's secrets. And so she like runs off, like yelling in the house. I saw mommy's secrets. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't let her open the book. You that's know what I mean? So funny, but that's such a good, that's such an interesting perspective because, yeah. you know, so often our children don't look at us as like individual, like women. Yes. They think of us as just mom. And the fact that we have a private life and secrets must boggle their minds. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so. You know, it's a, this, that's a good reminder that, you know, some of our moms will listen with the little kids around and little ears around. So you might want to tuck them away, you know, especially as some of the topics can get, you know, a little a bit more taboo. And that's one of the things that you have built, you know, done so well at is making it okay for moms to talk freely about what real issues that they're going through. And so I'm excited to hear, you know, how you had, had this passion start and how you've built and grown it. This is like, you know, we've, we've answered this question a lot recently, and it really did start from a two moms who were at home and all of our friends were going back to work. And we, we were alone, but we found each other, a community within each other and felt, you know, like desperate to hang on to each other because of how hard the journey was, but not wanting to admit to admit it because it meant you were failing as a mom. And I feel like when we became confident, when we gave each other confidence and we gave each other permission to be more than just perfect, which is the exact opposite of whatever we should not be perfect. Right. So yeah. I think that our friendship grew a community of people who all felt a little bit unsure, but it's okay to be unsure and motherhood. You're supposed to be the most sure. And I don't think any of us are sure. Mm -hmm. So I think our friendship grew a community and the community just kind of needed it. And I feel like our, our community is not about us, but it's about being, being a woman and being a mom and having these thoughts that moms are not supposed to have, which is just, you know, well, every mom has them, by the way, am I doing it right? I don't, I don't feel like I am. I'm failing. I'm not, I wish, you know? So 
I think when you, when you validate that those are normal feelings, everyone's like, wow. And, and the community just grew into podcasts and books and all of our thoughts, feelings, and unfilteredness everywhere. Yeah. And when you ask about the passion, literally it started about 10 years ago. And the passion was to bring women together in a non-judgmental, open-minded community, whether, you know, back when we first started, it was actually physically being together, then yes. it was online. And now yeah. with being able to be on tour, we can see them again. But the passion and the mission has never changed. It's mm-hmm. always to bring women, women together to share so we feel normal. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And so it sounds like you were able to have a show that kind of helped kick it off in, in real time with, you know, bringing moms together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we started just, you know, there were physical events and then we were live streaming because we couldn't reach all the moms, you know, moms who, who couldn't to be get there. Yeah. Moms who are living all over the world. How could we do it? So we started live streaming and then yeah. at least it was a little bit like being able to connect with them. And now being able to visit, we've probably done shows in over 200 cities and being yeah. able to go to theaters with thousands of women to be able to just uh, get together and share with each other an amazing, amazing community. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, it sounds like you're bumping into people who know you all around, <laughs> you know, everywhere you go. You were mentioning a story before we started. It's nice. Everyone yeah. is really, you know, w- w- I mean, welcoming and kind. And, you know, I feel like when you're, when you're vulnerable, people feel comfort yes. in that. And I think yeah. that we, kind of make them it's like their inner vulnerability is what we connect on because we just say it even though people feel it and there's a lot of judgment in people's like own lives whether it's mother-in-laws or sister-in-laws or you know your own mother your own partner yeah so I think when when you have someone say it it's like it's like a little piece it's like they carry us with them like a little piece of like oh if if I if they can do this I can do this yeah that's awesome That is so awesome. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned in your book is that you're talking about single parents, you know, who aren't having friends or finding that community or even married parents, right, who feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you do to encourage that connection? Because you two, you know, have such a great connection with each other. And so what are some of the things that you, you know, suggest for people to find their mom tribe, you know, as you found it and built it? Yes, absolutely. You know, because when we were the first of all of our friends to actually have babies and we didn't understand that you could never be alone because you're always with your baby, (laughs) but feel so lonely. Like, you know, the moment where it was the middle of the night and my baby was crying and I was, I was holding her. I didn't know why she was crying because I had just fed her. I just changed her. She just wanted to cry. And I looked out to the apartment, like across from across the tracks, the train tracks. And I saw like a light on in the apartment. And I used to think like, is anybody out there like feeling the way that I'm feeling? Or are they all just sleeping and having the best time? Does anybody <laughs> feel like this? And when we found each other and I could, you know, express myself to her and she could to me and we no longer felt alone. That's a lot of what people are drawn to when they come, you know, anywhere into our community on any of our platforms is that they feel there's a, a safe friendship here. And, you know, I remember, I remember when in the very beginning before I had found Kat again and my doctor literally prescribed, she was like, I'm going to write a prescription for you. You need to go and join some sort of a mom support group. You know, yeah. and she's like, I don't want to see, I, when you come back for your next appointment, I want to know that you made a connection because it is so important to have, have other women that are going through the, 
the same kind of thing as you, not necessarily your friends from high school who don't have kids or your friend who has a teenager. It's people that are going through exactly what you're going through right now. I had no idea how important that was, but it really was. And honestly, sometimes people can't, but you can with, with the internet and with all of the Mm -hmm. social media platforms, there actually is a lot of positive to that. And when people come to us, sometimes they say, you know, my husband's deployed. I'm all alone. I feel like I have no one. But when I come to this platform, I feel like, you know, I, I have friends. I feel like you guys are my best friends. So you can't always find actual people to hang out with. And if you can, mm-hmm. you, you got to, you got to try your best, got to put yeah. yourself out there because yeah. once you start the conversation with another mom, you'll realize that you're not alone. But um, if, if not, like join some sort of a mom community online, because that's, that's, that's better than nothing for sure. Right, right. I love that your you know doctor actually prescribed that for you. you That's incredible. Yes. And I remember, and we talk about it a lot here in being a new mom, especially when there was so little, as you mentioned, I was overwhelmed. And even though I work with children and I studied about children and I thought I knew everything (laughs) and then I had kids. (laughs) So it's like, you have to you have to reach out and connect with others who are going through it for real, right? In the real world and real life. And some of my mom friends that I met in those days are still, you know, great friends today. Such yeah, a special because time. Having your mom friends, these are the kind of people that it's not like, you know, when you had those friends that you would just go out to dinners with in your early 20s and just sort of have surface level conversations and fun. These mom friends are the people that you're sharing your most vulnerable thoughts and feelings with and the bond and connection that can be made with them. It's just, there's nothing else like, and I remember my mom telling me before I had babies, she said, you're going to make new friends when you, uh, when you have a baby, cause you're going to need people that are going through the same thing. I was like, mom, I have the same yeah. friends forever. I don't need any more friends. I don't, have, any <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have time for any, any more moms. And she's like, you'll see. And she was absolutely right. You know, my other friends who don't have kids, they're still great friends, but there's something that you need in a mom friend. Someone who can relate. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So then why don't you tell us each, you know, how many children you have and what their ages are? Uh, I have three (laughs) and they're all between six and 12. Nat has four, all between the age of seven and 13. Yes. And we really do. uh, we, We raise our families together. It's not traditional, but it works for us. They basically have two moms and they can come to us for different things. We, um, we do everything together. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And so they have like, not only their like physical brothers and sisters, but they have their extended brothers and sisters and that extended it's family funny. model. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. So then as we move forward, I wanted to touch in about talk kind of, you know, talking to our kids, you know, you talk so openly about, you know, sex and just mm-hmm. relationships and issues. And it's something that can be tough to, to talk to our kids about and, and to kind of start because you have teenagers and tweens, right? Mm-hmm. As they're getting older now. So I'm curious if you have some advice about how to, you know, begin those conversations or start those conversations with or around yes. our kids. And then they stumble into things as well. <laughs> so, yes. How do you manage that? I think you start it young. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but, you know, going from zero to a hundred at the age of 12 is like pardon. And, you know, I, I saw a TikTok the other day where it said, basically what no one's talking about is kids at the age of eight are accessing information at that, that are, te- or that are teenagers. And yeah. it's not necessarily bad. It's just what we're dealing with right now. 
So us as parents have to kind of react faster than we ever have mm-hmm. and, you know, and have conversations with them to prepare them and either help them navigate how to skip it, how to come to you with questions or how to, you know, they don't necessarily have the words to articulate it. But what I will say is when you make it a, a matter of fact conversation rather than a one-time conversation and kind of destigmatize the whole conversation of it being the birds and the bees, a one-time conversation, I think they are naturally curious. Mm-hmm. And when you let them ask questions, they're often age appropriate. Like, mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with your child. Every child is asking these questions. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you answer them, you're building trust, Mm -hmm. you're building a source of respect, and you're building an area where when there's tough conversations, they can come to you with it. And when you don't react and don't lie and you give it to them straight, Mm -hmm. as hard as it is, I think that it it, is the ground lane for the rest of everything when it's going to be drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. lying, hard relationships, hard situations. When they're in a relationship with you know, someone that you maybe don't love, they'll respect your opinion because you're straight and honest with them. That's just, it's it's, our two cents. It's very true. And you are kind of, you are kidding yourself if you think just because you haven't told them or in our schools, they, they learn, you know, about sex and drugs and all that in school where we live. If you think that they don't already know a bunch of, don't think you're the first person to tell them they will have heard it before, but it's better to hear the true facts from you than someone who, who told, who told them that didn't know it all. I also right. like, I, I like, I, I don't want the, the first time that they learn about it to be like from, you know, their gym teacher, you know, I would prefer <laughs> right. that we had a conversation openly and we've always been so open with the kids. If they like, it kind of just comes up in conversation. It's really not, it's not really like a faux pas to talk about sex or body parts or anything that's going on body functions you and know sometimes we can, yeah. we can all laugh we all laugh about it you know because it's yeah. like funny when they bring it up but but when they want to know the truth they know they can just kind of bring it up without being super embarrassed to talk about it and I mean I, I carpool and I have had a lot of conversations with you know they've asked me questions the the children in the car mm-hmm. and I've had to even, like text parents after like this came up and I answered it because I didn't mm-hmm. want to say you know, like they're obviously looking to me. So I answered the question and they're mostly thankful for that. I answered the questions, Yeah, yeah. but you know, boys and girls should learn about, you know, periods before they get them and boys right. should learn about like girls. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think conversations are empowering for them and for you. And we need to empower our children with, with knowledge and education because yeah. it is part of life, whether people are talking about it or not. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I love that you're talking about starting early and starting young, because I think sometimes we don't even know how to start the conversations, but, you know, it is in, in nature all around us, you know, and we're seeing, you know, different animals or plants, you know, there's like children wonder, like, how did that grow? You know, how was oh, that yes. born? Right. And they'll yeah. ask, and those are perfect opportunities to lay those foundations, right? Like Absolutely. you said, have a foundation that's solid that you can then build on as they grow. And one tip that I heard along the way that's really important and I thought was really helpful is when they ask a question, you know, like, you know, we have, you know, how are babies made or where do babies come from? If you bounce the question back to them in a way, like, what do you mean? Or what, why did you ask that question? Or, you know, where's that from? Or, you know, where did you come up with that idea? Or what, what is that, you know, about? It can 
give you a sense of what they think, what they're thinking and what their developmental level yeah, is or exactly. developmental stage is, right? So, so doing a little bit of right before you feel like you have to like, you know, dump everything yeah. at their feet. Yes. Oftentimes it's because of their developmental stage, they're asking from a much more innocent place than what mm-hmm. we're thinking. You know, yes. Since we're past puberty. <laughs> Nat's, so true. Nat's mom gave us the best advice. Don't answer more than they've asked. Just like the border agents. Don't give them more information than they've just give. Just answer that question. You don't need to go into everything. Because that's exactly what you said. You'll find out where they are. And yeah. then that's exactly what they can handle at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. And on the tagline in your book, it says something about, you know, what to do when your child takes your vibrator to class. Is that something that's happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm going to tell you, A Mom's Secrets, the book is based on a whole collection of anonymous confessions from our audience, which we like to call our friends. And then we expand on stories and how we can relate to that confession slash secret. That particular situation absolutely happened to a mother it was uh it was like one of those show and shares and obviously the child oh. thought that this would be such a fun a he thought it was a head massager so what all oh. day he's using it on his head and the mom is like this oh the teacher's like <laughs> she was dead um, oh my goodness yeah but mine has walked around with a few yep. she thought it was a face washer and it was on her face and i'm like no oh. it was it, yeah. We've done partnerships. So it was, it was one from a box that she found. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, what is this? A poor sucker? I'm like, no, not that. No, Oh my goodness. Not that. (laughs) Right. Right. So then, you know, you have, you know, some open doors to talk about some things or not, depending on what's going on for their developmental stage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I see you both as moms changing the world, using your voice as leaders, entrepreneurs, friends who are out there sharing your stories, influencers on social media, including YouTube and various platforms. And I'm excited for how you're doing that in such a real and honest way with kids that were young when you started. And so I'm curious, you know, what couple of tips do you have for, you know, the audience as far as, you know, how do you maintain your friendship? How do you juggle and balance all of the different things that you're doing and do it with a laugh and a smile (laughs) on your face? (laughs) Well, you're right. We do have, we do have a lot, you know, if you break it down, it seems like we have a lot, a lot going on. We, as far as like motherhood goes, children make us happy. They're, they're, they're a lot of work. It's, it's a job. It's a job to teach them how to eventually be independent in their world. But there's so that kids are really funny. If you just stop to like sit back and not just always be stressing about the discipline and the life lessons and all of that all the time, they're actually a really good time. And they they can really make you laugh if you give them the opportunity to have some fun and have fun with them. And as far as our, our work goes, like we are best friends. When we go to work every day, we get to be together and we get to create content that makes us feel good makes other people feel happy and supported. And it, it's a lot, but there's nothing that we don't, that we do for work that we don't, we don't love to do. Like we're doing our favorite thing every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that you can, life can be bite-sized and that's okay. Which means, you know, bonding can be done in the car on the carpool home. Bonding mm-hmm. conversations can happen as you're cooking dinner. If you can just put your phone down and have a conversation while you're cooking. 
walking right. the dog often facilitates like them not stop talking. You know, I think that it, it we put so much pressure on these big moments. And I think, I think motherhood is actually about not that. And I think that if we can just re re rejig how we see connection and how you connect with each child differently, because every child needs something different mm -hmm. um, in small ways. I think that, you know, just because one needs to go out for dinner with you, not all of them need to go out for mm -hmm. dinner with you, you know? So I yeah. think it's not about fairness or being even, I think it's about giving the child what they need. And sometimes one needs more than others and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I've started spending individual time with my children, like intentionally letting them choose what we do because we enjoy doing things as a whole family, of course, but I've seen what a special impact that it makes, right? To have that just one-on-one -on -one time to like, keep the phone aside and like look and honestly, at their eyes. It can, and it can be carpooling. Like when I carpool, yeah. my daughter's like, <laughs> yes. And then you know, it's like it, or my yeah. son, when I pick him up, he's like, I love it. They get me to my, you know, so it is, they, it is just reframing yeah. how we, how we do things and not making it a big giant bachelor party where you're dating each child. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> in the book, by the way, yes. in the book, and if, because if you put too much pressure on yourself mm -hmm. to do these big, you know, these big things and make everything even and all that, you're just, you're going to end up feeling guilty because it's not going to be the way that you imagined it. And that's so much about motherhood and growing up and being a woman, everything, you know, our, in the last chapter, it's a, it's a letter to our, our younger selves. And mm -hmm. basically it's everything we thought that it would be isn't, but that's okay. This is still good. And we don't want to look and say, we fail, we failed. We just, we, we learned, we learned that life, life happens and you can't plan it all. And, and that's okay. And it can still be a really good time. That's great. That's great. And that's one question I love asking moms on the show is, you know, what would you say to your younger self? So it sounds like, you know, in your mom's secrets book, we can get all of that and more. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that we said in another podcast and I feel like it really kind of like struck me as I said it, which is so interesting that no, there's not a lot of books for moms where their kids are older. It kind of stops in the baby phase. And mm -hmm. I think the reason it's like, we just stop going and I'm not sure why we don't, we don't keep sharing. And I know it's not our journey to share as our kids get older, but we're still moms and women with older, with kids who are older and we still have fears and like guilt and all, and all the things that go into motherhood. And I yeah. think that we kind of get silenced as your kid, you get tired and you get a little <laughs> bit silenced. There's so much focus on, you know, a mom that has children under five. And I feel like you kind of just float along for the rest of the time. So this is really a book to, to remind you that, you know, it doesn't get easier. It gets different and, and you can laugh and have fun at it. And, and, and this isn't a, this isn't like a, this is, there's a, there are parenting books, especially for like parenting teens and this isn't a parenting no. book. This is a book for moms. Um, about the experience to normalize how yeah. you feel, to make you feel not alone. You know, how do you find your community? This book will give it to you. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And you, you know, talking with you right now, it's actually taking me back to when I was a first, you know, mom, I was going back to work for the first time and I commuted. And in that commute, one of the first podcasts that was out there for moms, you know, was a, a roundtable of friends that would talk and share much like you guys do. And I remember feeling that, that very sense, that very feeling that I was not alone. I was pulling up to the table with them, right? Hearing their adventures and misadventures with, you know, toddlers and, you know, babies and infants and the whole range. 
and it left uh, planted that seed in myself to someday have my own podcast. And you know, ten years that. later, <laughs> here you are. Here we are. Yes, on a roundtable with you know moms, you know, sharing you know the, the adventures and misadventures <laughs> of I motherhood. I wish I, had known that. I wish I had known that podcast because I remember trying to search at that time at the very beginning when it's so hard and you feel alone. I was searching TV. I was trying to find shows that would make me feel like I wasn't alone. I I couldn't find it. I wasn't listening to podcasts back then. There wasn't that place that I feel like there's so like there's your podcast. There's what what we're doing. There's so many more places for women to feel like yeah, to land and have a sense of belonging. That's awesome. Yes. So as we're, you know, winding down, why don't you tell us a little bit about self-care? I like to end on, you know, what you each do for self-care, how you make sure that you're filling your cup, you know, when the coffee spills over because the Barbie fell into it, that's the cover of your book shows and, you know, how you make sure to make time for that. Mine's a little unconventional. I, um, I find self-care in actually our work. And I think I'll never forget when I had a really good friend who thought she would stay at home after she had her kids and then she had them and she went back to work and she's like, I'm actually a better person and a better mom when I go back to work. And you know, our job's unique, but I think connecting with people and feeling their energy is my self-care. It makes me, it fills me. It makes me happy. You know, I obviously have a shower every night, but I I think that's just me unwinding too. Um, But I I really do think my self-care is, I never feel more alive or more excited than when we're going to meet people. And it's, everyone's like, aren't you exhausted? And I'm like, that's where we get the exact opposite. That's where we get invigorating. That's why the pandemic was so hard because I was exhausted then. Although we fuel Mm -hmm. each other, it's it's that external, like new, new energy that we really, really love. And as far as my self-care, you know, I never, ever, when I was younger or even up until not too long ago, I never liked to be alone. Now I like to spend a bit of time by myself. <laughs> well, obviously, because there's kids and we have small house, kids right, everywhere, but to right. be in my bedroom by myself yeah. and just sort of take that time and not feel bad that I'm always sitting beside them and with them and entertaining them. Just taking mm-hmm. time and being okay with that is what makes me be able to just sort of relax so that when I head back out, I'm full of steam. Well, fully charged up again. And sometimes uh-huh. just that peace and quiet is like uh-huh. a mini retreat. <laughs> it is. It is. It's incredible. That's incredible. Good. So the word of the year at uh, Mom Changing the World is overflow and abundance. So I'd love to hear your take on kind of what that means for you, especially as we're in this t- funky time in our, our global history. You know, what does overflow and abundance mean for you? Hmm. That's a really, I mean, I, I hope that we are overflowing with joy and Mm. and love and lightness because it is a dark time. And I hope our energy is overflowing to other people who may need it because Mm -hmm. we have, we have some to spare. Um, So I feel like overflow and I hope that people have an abundance of, you know, just feeling like it's going to be okay. Like it's really been a hard few years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like moms have had to really pull their boots up and, you know, the world events right now are overwhelming and devastating and heartbreaking, but we've had to make this world okay for the past two and a half years. Okay. For our kids. And I hope that everyone can just find a little bit of peace that even though the world sometimes feel overwhelming, 
that we have an abundance of love, you know, and you can, you can feel sadness and and joy at the same time. And you can feel, um, you know, grief and, uh, positive, you can feel all the things and one doesn't negate the other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hope that people can, can go through the abundance of emotions, but not get stuck in any and give themselves permission to let go a little bit. Let and, go a little bit and also share kindness with other moms. We have gone yes. through so much yeah. that we can, we can just continuously be supportive. Even if, it, even if she's not doing it the way you're doing it, be right. kind to her because you need that right. kindness back. And if you send it out, it will, it will come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for reminding us that our energy does overflow onto other people. Uh-huh. And so if we make sure to bring the best of ourselves and we replenish our cup and our pot, right. So that what, what overflows yes. is something that people want <laughs> and something yeah. that will actually yes. help them overflowing yeah. with joy and kindness yeah. and gratitude. That is such a huge gift that we can give to the person as we walk down the street or, you know, the the mom in the line for the carpool pickup. The customer service person who's been yelled at all day, you know, all of the, your your server who's sweating to make ends meet. Like you a kindness goes a long way for, it validates a lot of people who maybe don't get validation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, why don't you tell us where we can find you? You can find us on every platform at C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T. That's Cat and Nat. Um, our book is up Mom's Secrets. We are on tour now. So you can go to catandnattour.com. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, podcast. All the socials. Yes. And Mom Truth's podcast three days a week. So we're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Just kind, you do. Just kind of. <laughs> easy to find Kat and Nat. Thank you ladies for being with us. I'm so grateful. Thank you for reminding us that it's okay to be ourselves. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not to, you know, we should try not to take ourselves too seriously Yes. and that if we can overflow, you know, with the the goodness um, and the joy and the laughter, it does make our heart better. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Thank you. That was our special time with Kat and Nat. So excited that they were able to join us today. And I just wish you all just in all the abundance, all the overflow that you have around you to enjoy the rest of this week. Uh, make sure to tune in as we continue in the season and share with a friend or two as you are blessed by the time that we get to spend together on the podcast. So continue being a mom changing the world one child at a time, one day at a time. Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview and find out how to work with Akua as a parenting coach. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
Thanks for listening.